0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz, and as always, I have with me former NFL player, James Loving. So, James, did you have a good New Year's? Because New Year's happened, and you know, it's now 2019.
2: Well, there's always a fitting new here, you know. Start another year and start over and do better this year. All you there can you go. Just,
1: That's all. Did you make any resolutions?
2: Yeah, the Eagles
1: in the Super Bowl again. <laughs> <laughs> <That's the resolution. laughs> So, so we will. We do have a guest that's coming on. Um, he's going to be calling in here after a bit. But uh, for now, it's you and me. Uh, so, last week of the of the playoffs, uh, or I'm sorry, last week of the regular season was this past uh, Sunday. A lot of games happened. There was a lot of things that took place, um, and then of course, you know, the big firing started happening. So. Uh, we know during the middle of the season, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they fired Hugh Jackson, and the Green Bay Packers fired Mike McCarthy. Uh, now the season's over with, uh, they've, they've been firing left and right. So Arizona Cardinals, Denver Broncos, New York Jets, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Miami Dolphins, Cincinnati Bengals. Eight coaches gone. Uh, are there any other head coaches that should or will be fired next
2: no, nah, because I think if they haven't did it now, they mm-hmm. can do it. You know? So that should be Not all right then. now because they want to get it out early.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, a, a friend. Well, a friend, a friend of ours had had mentioned that they they thought there was going to be like ten of them that that were going to be ten openings. So far, there's eight, so there could possibly could maybe be a couple more of it. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that they that they did that, especially, you know, we were talking about this the Arizona Cardinals. Coach had only been there for one season. You know, he had a rookie quarterback, they had some injuries, and they fired him. So, it's it's kind of kind of sad that that his the other ones, yeah, you know, they had some had two years, some had three years and just things weren't going right. So, I feel bad for him. But Follow-up question to this is the GMs with all these teams, aren't they just as responsible, if not more responsible, when it comes to the teams? Because, you know, the GMs are the ones that actually put the players together.
2: Yeah, you can say that, but I mean, you look at it, you can't really blame them too much if the coaches can't get these players to play up to their full potential. You know, you have some players like you look at Gruden and um um the Raiders, you know, they had Amari Cooper. Since he left, you know, um, he he's playing good. I mean, you know, you got to look at, you know, the GM gets you the players. The coaches got to get them and play up to their potential, you know. Some of us fall, most of us fall on the coaches. But GMs, I mean, if you pick people that you know having problems in college with beating women or with the with the law, and then it come in the and have the same problem, then that's when you blame that on the GM. Because they should have looked into their background and seen that stuff. So, you know it's fifty-fifty with coaches and GMs, so either way it goes, you know, sooner or later, GMs will get fired after the coaches in another year or two. So, you know, it's all going to fall in place.
1: So you're saying that uh, should should all this, you know, all these changes that they're making, you know, they're they're giving the the GMs a shot to say, okay, it was the coach coach that was the problem. So if next year, if they the team still has a problem, then it's the GM who's going to be you know next on the line, right?
2: No, I think the GM will get more than a year or two little you know, leeway. They get more than the coaches. They might get four or five, you know, years of leeway. Then the coach might only get one or two. So, you know, they get more of a leeway because, okay, we gave you the player. We've seen the talent in him. You know, why is he not performing? Is it the plays you call them for him? Is he in a defensive right spot? You know, so that's why the GM get a longer time than the coaches. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. There was an article that I read about it, and I was like, you know, there's some truth to it about the the GMs, that they they got to take a lot of responsibility, too, because, you know, they put the teams together, but you're right, they're all professionals, they have a job to do, and they need to go and and pull out the the most talent that they can from all the players, and and the plays are, are definitely a big part of it, so... Something else that's really prevalent in the news uh, that we've been talking about has to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they've had a very turbulent year. You know, we heard about some of the issues they were having in the locker room early in the season. You know, that when they were winning, things were great. When they were losing, everything seemed to fall apart. So the Steelers, you know, as of Sunday morning, they still had a chance to get into the playoffs by winning Sunday, but they also needed, you know, Baltimore to lose yeah. You know, so both teams won so Baltimore's in Pittsburgh's out um, but leading up to this we knew that you know Antonio Brown he had skipped his practices on Wednesday Thursday Friday um, there was a team meeting on Saturday or walkthrough that he also missed so the team had no no chance or no idea at this point so they just listed him in as inactive for the game um, he showed up on Sunday, but he was there on the, on the sideline in the street clothes. Uh, but he left at halftime. Uh, now there's all this stuff that's come out, you know, that he had an argument with Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he left from being frustrated, um, he, he's, he's now, now there's other stuff that's come out saying that he told the Tomlin that, you know, he wanted to be traded and now Tomlin's saying that, you know, he hasn't even had a community, hasn't even had a, you know, heard that from, from Antonio. Um, so there's still so much going on and they're already, you know, they're, they're right now they're going to be trading Le'Veon Bell, um, So, you know, a few things I want want to ask you about was does this problem that has to do with the team, does it lay at the head coach Mike Tomlin's feet for not getting a handle on the team?
2: Well, um, I think Tomlin is the onus. They don't want to blame. You know, Tom's the coach, and he knows once they gave him that money, $68 million, he had more control over him and the team. I mean, Thomas should have disciplined more when he had that incident with the Facebook recording him in the locker room. Thomas should have took more, but how can you discipline somebody when the owner's paying him much money saying, you are God? You know, like I tell everybody, you know, coaches are like coaches, but These bears make more than money than them. They tell you, coach, if you don't sell, i make more than you. You know, um, owners knew they had a problem. They let that problem where, like they say, you know, take over, you know, like LeBron Bell. Levron Bell Bell called took for on the punk car, you know, so he punked them, you know, I'm not playing. So what so that's Tom Brown saying it too. Now, you let him do that, I'm gonna do it. But y'all paid me so I can do what I wanna do. And it's worse than T O right now with him. T O was act up on the field and you know, players and coaches, this guy just don't show up and do what he wanna do and film, you know, so I was them. I was the owner. I take my loss, and you know, and, and get him out of there. You know, because this this not an incident that happened to one year. This is over over in time with him, and he's not going to change because he got the money. So, gotta get rid of him.
1: Can they afford to? So saying, I mean, they're already going to be down Le'Veon Bell, and you know, they're going to trade for some for some draft picks and or another player. But can they also afford to do that with, uh, with Antonio Brown?
2: Yeah, we just start to see more. we get draft picks, you know, first round, second round for him. You know, you can't let that keep lingering on and let him mm-hmm. control the team, you know. So they're going to have to get rid of him. Or plain and simple. I mean, they keep him. He knows he can do what he wants, even worse than that, so. Uh, what they gonna do? Just hit him off some games and find him some money. You know that's crazy. You know they should have been there, that. So right, gotta get rid of him. If not you know your organization
1: and go under. Okay, so you know you so you're saying that that the the blame for the for the Steelers drama falls mm-hmm. on the on the owner, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's the owner now. I think the you know it's the owner. Plain and simple. The has got to do something with him. It's out of the coach's hand right now. You
1: know? So yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate listen. that... I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, just the, owner, the owner's got to take control of this because, one, you know, your coach can't handle him. Two, he didn't make the playoffs with him, you know? So what's the problem, you know? So get rid of him. Get what you can and rebuilding. They need
1: to start rebuilding from quarterback, running back, receiver, Very simple. Right. You know. Yeah. They they definitely have to because we know that uh, Roethlisberger he's no spring chicken. You know, and and we don't know how many years he has left really to play. Uh, they they a quarterback is definitely a, a big thing that they need to be looking at. But you know what? Else, what else can they do? I mean, mm-hmm. other than let let him go, see if that works. So, anyway, um, hmm. it's, just, it, it's, it's just too sad. It's you know to see that happen. But I guess moving forward, we'll we'll have to see what they choose to do with everything. But you know, I, I mean, and we talked about this before. You know, where Roethlisberger was calling players out. You know, for not running the right play or not doing this. So. Anyway, well, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, hopefully we'll maybe have our guest with us, but we'll see. Anyway, we'll be right back.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you finding your frequency? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz. And as always, I'm here with former NFL player James Loving. So, James, um, you know, we were talking about some coaching vacancies and, you know, one, you know, of course, they got to fill all those positions, you know, and, and one thing I was I was looking at was, you know, are there enough qualified coaches out there to fill those jobs? That's that's the first thing, you know, rather than taking some someone that they suspect could possibly be good. I mean, they need they need qualified coaches. Are there are there at least eight of them out there that you think that could fill all, all of them?
2: Well, if you see now, all they're doing is interview teams, uh, offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. So it's just a recycling project, pro- pro- progress, you know. And see other yeah. teams like, you know, um, New England, the offensive coordinator, he's going to get a job. You know, as such, you know, Coach fired from practice, he already got a job. It so was just a recycling, yeah, the coaches that got fired or offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators for other teams would get the job, you know, so that's all it is, you know. There's a lot of offensive, defensive coordinators out there that want to get in the job, so it'd be their first time, you know, you know, right. coaches. you know, being the head coach, so it looks like, you know, wow, you know. So it ain't nothing but, you know, who your friends and, you know, it's like a regular job. You got friends, you get in the job. They'll recommend you, hey, other such work with me. He's good to be a manager now. He's assistant manager to me. And
1: that's all it is. Yeah. So you brought up New England's offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. So last year, you know, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts, they tried to hire him, you know, last season and he backed out of out of a contract. And really I think it kind of jolted the whole NFL when he did that. Um if you seriously think another another team's gonna give him a shot? You know, for for opportunity with with him maybe backing out again because you know he he he's possibly waiting to see what's going to happen with Belichick with the New England to see if Belichick will ever retire and he'll fill that position. But you think another team's going to give him a shot? Well, no team no one's going to
2: so because he already made it clear the reason why he didn't take the job with Belichick. Go him when he retired. He didn't have that job, so that's why he did that. He don't want to work. With no other team, you know, he wanna get that job on the Belichick. So that's what he's waiting on. And, you know, this, week might have one more year to wait, you know, Belichick might, you know, coach in 2019, you know, and, you know, and that'd be it. So he's just waiting. he to get a job with New England. So he's not gonna take no other jobs, you know, right now, cause if he did, he we'll take the Detroit job. So he know where he's gonna be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I they, they they everyone has him on the top of their list of of possible coaching jobs and I I'm like, "Uh, oh, I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, he he would probably be a a good head coach now, but because of what he did, it, I think it just kind of left a bad taste in everyone's mouth." So, you know, he anyway, I, I just don't know on, on that, but there's, there's a whole bunch of other you know, coaches, you know, old coaches from, from years past that, you know, Indianapolis' old coach, uh, 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 Pagosi, he's, he, he's apparently been, been interviewing, and I heard Vince Joseph was even interviewing, I believe. Um, God, which, which job was he applying for? He was, I think he was, uh, I, I want to say that he was in Cincinnati interviewing for that job. But you know, I don't see him getting another head coaching job for quite a while, if if even. But um I guess we'll see. But I I, I heard that uh Cincinnati is telling uh Cincinnati's old coach is, is saying, Hey, you know, give give Hugh Hugh a shot. Hugh's a good coach. So guess we'll see what happens going forward. So, the other thing that you and I have have talked about and 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 I don't I don't know if if people made or heard about so much about this, but you know, down in Jacksonville Jaguars, what's going on down there? You know, head coach Tom Coughlin, he called out running back Leonard Fournette and uh wide receiver TJ T. Yeldon for being uh disrespectful, selfish and unbecoming of a professional football player. Uh, Fortier has, you know, he's missed eleven games in two seasons. You know, he finished the season with 439 yards and rushing yards and five touchdowns. You know, they they also because of of um, I, I think he was suspended two games and the, the last suspension they they told him that his contract pretty much is is you know the, the, there's no guaranteed money anymore. And uh, you you inform me that that's because you know he they they. they He's cut. I'm like, wow, I, I didn't realize that they they did it in that way. But um, Yeldon, he's going to be a free agent next season, you know. The, and then the, the the team has turned around and fired some of the assistant coaches, you know. But do you think that this is going to end up make, make a change for the team? Well,
2: they will be able to make a change. Quarterback, um, a lot of that. They uh, kept the head coach, which Kaufman said they were going to keep. Um, they had a good year last year. They someone too bold this year, you know, they turned around and barely won four games. So, you know, it had to be a a someone had to be something wrong, you know. Assistant, coach, I was you know, I don't know, but some of your players you gotta get rid of and start over. I mean, look at Forte. you know, he was always hurt with a hamstring. Um they didn't come on to what he you know, they thought he was though. So. You know, I agree with him. You start cutting the big money people, you know, it ain't performing, and that's a problem before it even gets worse. That's what Pittsburgh should have done. So um, Jacksonville just doing that up front, you know, cutting him before it become becomes worse of a problem with him. He was suspended eight games for a fight. He got it through with a guy and continuing to the tunnel. So, you know, um, you got to agree with some of these teams, you know. If they're going to have money. You know, we're going to have a bad year. Hell, let's get rid of all this money, people. Start over, you know, get better... People want to come in here and play. So they're doing right, you know. Um, they had a great defense. Let's see if they can get back on track with that um, next year.
1: I guess my issue with, with Leonard is, with Fournier, is has to do with, you know, he, this is only his second season in the league. And he's, he has to realize that, you know, remember that running backs only have a, a short, you know, shelf life. And, and he did so well in college and, and worked hard and then comes here and this is still a job and and just to give up on the team like he did i mean i understand being frustrated you know if if your team is underperforming but you got to look at yourself and realize you're a part of that you know and and if you're not out there working hard and and trying to to maintain a, a certain professionalism you know you're part of the problem you're not part of the the you know you're not you're not Part of of trying to help the issue, you're you're making it worse, Yeah, And well, and we know we we've seen. I was oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: He got problems in college, injury, and he had up off so the field problems. So they just nip it in the butt, you know. Two years, hey, move on. So
1: well, it may be hard for him to to. I mean, I'm, I'm sure another team will sign him, but. You know, what's it going to take? Is it going to take, you know, a, a strong coach, you know? Because obviously, they you know, they, they let his running back coach go because they, they said he was at fault, you know, for, for not getting a handle on him. Um, wh- what's it going to take for him to actually get it?
2: Not being in the league anymore. When, they, when these teams start to realize they're not, you know, picking these guys up, that's what's going to happen. They're going to start being more humble, you know? Like they say, playing yeah. the NFL is a privilege. They I learn I know it is if they don't hey go bad groceries that's
1: what they say, wow, well, I bet very well could happen, but you know you just you hate to see it you hate to see it keep happening, but oh well things will things will move on, Yeah. You know, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the falcon, so they keep. Their head coach, but they fire their offensive and defensive and special teams coordinators. So they, instead of the coach, they fired these three particular players because they're the ones who's at fault. D- d- does that make sense? No,
2: I haven't watched them all you know? The only reason why they probably done that is that's where they felt they had a breakdown in, you know. Um, those positions on the field, you know, probably weren't performing and felt the coaches is the one. That, that's one of the reasons I could think of because. You know, he just gonna fire them, and then not the head coach and uh, everybody. So that's probably where they felt their breakdown in that year was, you know, underperforming, and the coaches are one to the blame for that. Bring somebody in. I'm sure, I can't remember what team that fired their offensive coordinator in, what, the seventh game of the year. They felt, you know, he wasn't calling the right play, so they fired him. And then, you know, the head coach go call the play, so. You know, that's what they do. They fire a certain positions if they feel that they got excellent players there and they're not performing. Why they not performing? The coach is not getting them up to the whole thing. It's like Jacksonville fired their running back coach. He had no control over the winner, so you get rid of them bring somebody else in and see if they can get them. What if we got to perform at the level they
1: should? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I just found that very odd. Instead of. You know usually the a coach when they let them go you know and, and a new coach comes in a lot of times they'll bring in sometimes they bring in their own people, but <laughs> well,
2: I mean yeah. it's like any job I mean your job ain't gonna fire your boss if you ain't performing. and then she's gonna get rid of you and bring some else, in. and then they that don't work then they fire the hell right you get all the people right. underneath you, and then you know let's figure it out, and then I say wait a minute. You got such a touch in, you know, if it is your buddy and he's still waiting for him, you know, you got to go, you know.
1: Oh, boy. I like best, a, best keep on my P's and Q's then.
2: You know, they're going to let you go first, you know. They don't want to lose their job, right?
1: Right, right.
2: So that coach said, hey, I'm going to let go of these positions. You know, they might have, I think he said special teams, they might have 10 yards, Oh yeah, gaining, like man, we need to gain more or you know, there's putting in, right, or something. you know, like, wait a minute, let's try another coach and see if we can improve on that, you know. So mm. Somebody gotta be the fall guy, put it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I know we were talking about that between the head coaches and and the uh the GMs, but you know <laughs> I guess every everyone has to, to be mindful of what's going on, you know, and, and be accountable for everything. So well you know what let's sure. let's take a next break and we come back we're gonna start talking about the wild card games for this weekend so and the matchups that are gonna happen. So we'll be right back.
0: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica
3: Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human, with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm with former Philadelphia Eagle football player James Loving. So, James, let's talk about some of the wildcard games that's going to be happening this weekend. And the first one, so there's two on Saturday, two on Sunday. And the first one on Saturday is the Indianapolis Colts at Houston Texans. Uh, both teams have had their issues. Um, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about you know what, what? What do you think is gonna is the key to winning this game, and who do you think is it gonna actually win it?
2: Well, like I can tell everybody, this year with the NFL is strange. You know, we got a lot of different teams. Um, you know, that could win it. You know, like I said, it ain't like the years before. You had a dominant team, and everybody thought Kansas City stuck out. You know, when they started winning first, and then you had the Rams, they said, and then those are two folks, but then man, it all changed. It. You know, you got AFC, you got a bunch of San Diego and all of them that could be in there, Houston. And then NFC, you got, you know, New Orleans, you got um, Seattle, Eagle Bear. So, you know, when we, we talk about that, my main point I'm trying to make is, um, in the absence, is hot. You know, when I tell everybody, I think the hot teams get the rolling the ones the team that's going to go, you know, because they're hot. And everybody said, well, the other team's going to win, you know, ting dang, straight. But that's not hot. Hot is when you, you know, turn your season around and you get on that road, you know. So Those other teams have always been on that road. But, you know, I think Indianapolis is going to beat Houston. Um, I think Houston is, is the better team. But like I keep telling right, it's a hot team and the uh, playoffs are a lot different. So my pick is Indianapolis beat them in a the close game. Mm-hmm
1: how interesting because you know they, they play in week four they played each other uh, and, and, each Indy, and Indy lost to the Texans back in week four and I, I know what you say you that know week nothing. four um, No, and they also Playoffs play in week is, 14
2: playoff is a different season everybody tell everybody it's a different season what you'll see low scoring games you'll see you know so don't know. that don't mean nothing with the season they could play in week five six and seven and at 19 on mean man. Playoffs is a lot different. There's gonna be, there'll be some surprises in the playoffs. Everybody's thinking, you know, so.
1: Are you talking about surprises as far as as plays that that are run that they've that they've practiced on and they've saved for for this time of no, year? No, I'm
2: saying surprises is like, you know, let's go with New Orleans. Everybody say they will uh, offensive machine They score 40 points a game. There ain't gonna be no 40 points they score in the in the playoffs. Why? You know, it's going to be maybe 15, 20 points. That's it, you know, because the defense is going to bear down. It ain't going to be that, you know, prevent, you know, they playing, you know. The, it's not going to be none of like that. So that's what I mean. It's going to be some surprises, and that's why I'm saying. These teams just Kansas City, you know, going six touchdowns a game. That's going to be none of that, you know. So you'll see.
1: Well, what they're saying is uh – uh you know the the difference between the uh, indies loss in week 4 and their victory in week 14 has to do with uh DeAndre Hopkins wide receiver De- you know Houston's DeAndre Hopkins they said that you know in week 4 you know he he was catching the balls and left and right um but in week 14 they basically were jamming him at the line and 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 threw off his timing and you know that that basically you know Made the difference in the game. He wasn't wasn't such a uh, he wasn't able to to catch as much, um, and they weren't able to to do as much with him. And and you know as well as I do that he's he's their main offense. You know, so the other thing has to do with uh, Houston's defense. You know, if and, and 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 Andrew Luck, if Andrew Luck, if if you give him a lot of time to throw, you know he's going to pick you apart. But if you pressure him. He'll start making mistakes. So I guess it depends, you know, which <laughs> which defense does better. You know, if if the defense for Indy does better versus Houston. So you know, for me, that it's going to come down to that, and it's going to be at at Houston. And and I I I agree. I I think that you know we we've seen how well Andrew Luck has done this year, but I I almost want to give it to Houston.
2: Well, you know, it's going to be a good game going away, but I still got to go with the hot team, you know. Maybe he's single, but I still got to go with the hot team.
1: Okay. All right, so the next game on Saturday is going to be the Seattle Seahawks at the Dallas Cowboys. All right, what do you think?
2: Well, like I said, the hot team, but Seattle played Dallas before in Dallas. I think they won. I don't I can't remember that game, but Seattle's pretty good and um I just don't think Dallas is all that. They lucked in with that sorry division. Philly was paying Philly was playing bad and um Giants was horrible. Washington became horrible, you know. So uh it's gonna be like I said, it's a different season, you know, in Super Bowl. So I gotta go with because um, I hate Philly I mean, I hate Dallas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i am
2: go with um I'm going with um Seattle.
1: Yeah. I I I I think you're right. And and actually uh, Seattle they they beat the Cowboys in, it was week 3 and they they beat them. Um, the game of course was at Seattle um but but we just saw what happened this past week you know when when you know he played against uh against Kansas City Chiefs against uh uh Patrick Mahomes and you know he, you you saw what um what Wilson could do i mean he he can play up and you know he had to throw the ball a lot more uh than he has in quite a while and he did it and and they won um, and I, I think that's, that's what's going to happen again. But, um, you know, Seattle, they need to pretty much, uh, their defense has to step up. And, and, and how many times has the Cowboys had third down conversions? You know, they, they have third down and such and such. Um, Seattle is actually pretty good in, in the third down defense. So if they keep it up, and and don't let Dallas convert, um, then then I think think they're they're gonna they're definitely win. Um, you know Dallas, I, I I guess it depends on on. Uh, for me, a, a lot of it is is going to be how Ezekiel Elliott does. But anyway, I I'm I'm going to go with you. I'm I'm gonna I'm also going to agree that uh, Seattle's going to win. I think Seattle's going to beat Dallas. So on Sunday, first game is going to be the LA Chargers versus the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Ravens have the number one defense. What do you think? Who is it? Uh, the Chargers versus the Ravens. And remember, you've been saying all along that you think the Chargers are going to be in the in the, in the <laughs> are going to be in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, I think the Chargers.
2: I mean, Chargers have been playing real good. They got the running backs back. You got Raven with a young quarterback likes to run. They have him running, they don't really open up the playbook to throw the ball. You're gonna need to throw the ball because he had a good defensive line, you know, Joey Bosa and um and the other guy I can't think of, but um, they could stop the run and then have a spy on the quarterback, so he won't be doing much of the and he really haven't been throwing the ball. They haven't had him throw the ball. I think he'd having like a hundred yards passing, you know, each game, most of the running. You know, so uh, I gotta go with the Chargers with that game, only because it's parents with Rivers, and you know uh, they've been there. San Diego's been in the playoffs, and Baltimore's been in there, but they haven't been there with that quarterback. So that's why I go with them.
1: Well, like I said, Baltimore has the number one defense, and they they frustrated a lot of teams and kept a lot of teams from scoring uh, quite a bit this this season. Um but uh I, you know yeah i i, I want to go with the chargers too but yeah you know, i if if baltimore can keep um the, the the running back gordon from from running you know and and you know keep him from doing those outside you know he he'll you know, go into pass protection mode, and 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 he'll run up the run up the middle for a pass, or go to the side for a pass. If uh, if if they can keep him from doing that, uh, then I I think they got a really good handle. But if they don't, charges are just going to run all over them and 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 score left and right. I don't know. They've Baltimore has been able to handle a lot of good teams this year. I, I I want to go with you. I, I want to say that uh, the Chargers are going to win, but I'm going to put a question mark behind my name on this one because I don't know. I kind of have my doubts at, at some point. So, all right. I know you're you're wanting to talk about this one. So the the evening game um, on Sunday, or actually afternoon game, is Philadelphia Eagles at Chicago Bears. All right. Go ahead and tell me your tell me your who, who you think and why?
2: Well, one, um, Bears have been really doing really good and taking away from them with that. But two is, um, you know, Philly's been there. Like I said, it's a hot team. I keep telling everybody the hot team, the hot team, the hot team. And people will just look at me when I say that. But you know, um, Philly's, you know, coming off with um, Nick Foles. He's doing really good now, and they started to spread the ball out. You know, and um, Bears' defense is great. You know, and everybody's talking about the defense. That's good, you know, but I got to go with because Chicago offense is not there to, to, to put points on to win the game if they need points. You know, so that's why I say I have to go with Philly. You know, Philly can put points on them. You know, they have Arshon Jeffrey, they have a tight end, you know, running back game is a little short, but, you know, they can't score. Chicago is kind of if the If they can score, if they need to score 20 points to win the game, you know, I don't think they can do that this year with a young quarterback. So that's why i say Philly.
1: So I'm just looking at the Bears' record this year and who they lost to. And the four losses they have are against the Giants. The Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Packers. um so the only decent team that they lost to was the Patriots. The rest of them were uh but even the the games that they lost it was it was close you know it was basically the Patriots was with a within a touchdown, but the other three games uh was was three points or less. Um and, 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 and those and those three games were all away from home. You know, Chicago's at home this, this year, you know, for this game and they've they've been pretty dominant there. Um But, you know, you're right. You're right about you know, as far as, as Philadelphia being hot and you can't downplay anything that they've been doing. Uh, one thing I'm concerned about was in this last game, uh, Foles got he got injured. Um, they thought maybe it was some ribs or whatever, and they said they came back and said that he's fine for the game. But we don't know, so I'm 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 gonna trail. Yeah, I hate doing this, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Chicago. I I hate doing it, but but I'm I'm gonna do it, James. So. Anyway, so on that note, we're going to take our last break. When we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the NFL's MVP award and a few other things that's going on. So we'll be right back.
0: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. It's 2019, and the revolution is kicking off the new year with legendary outdoorsman Michael Waddell, co-host of the all-new original series Booger Bottom USA on Outdoor Channel. They'll dive into vital conservation efforts, proper firearm safety, subsistence hunting, and why it's essential to stick to our American outdoor roots. Jim and Trav's hunting celebration discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio.
0: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome back to Lebanon Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm with former Philadelphia Eagle football player James Loving. All right, James. So, again, we'll see what happens over the weekend, but, you know, I, 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 I don't think I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I know that you have a, a lot of, of family and friends that from Chicago, you know, that have really been... On you about this game, and you know they. <laughs> I, 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 I like I said, I, I I would like to see Philadelphia win, but I I really think the Chicago's going to win. So, because if if they do win, your phone's going to be blown up, and you know that. That's
2: it's a, that's a big if, you know. If they don't win, and Chicago don't win, phone ain't gonna be blowing up. So it go either way, right very true So it don't, it don't matter because, like I said, the playoff you know Chicago is a good team, I'm not gonna put that again- you know on them, but you know, like I said, it's a hot team, Nick Foles, and um, um Eagles offense has scored more than um, Chicago, so like I said, they'll be up to the bears to stop them, so we'll see yeah.
1: so i okay so so um, I mentioned before we took the break that we were going to talk about the NFL's MVP award. Um, to you, who should win it? The New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees or Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes? Because those are the two top candidates for the award.
2: Well, I mean, it's crazy how they decide this MVP award. I think she would one to help that team. You know, they said Drew Brees was on the road. Drew Brees had three bad games where for- they didn't score that many, you know, they, and they lost, I think, oh, maybe they won, one of them lost, you know, Dallas. Patrick Mahomes lost a few games, but he threw it like six touchdowns in a game. So, you know, he's gonna get it by far, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, there's other players out there, you gotta look at some defensive players that, you know, I think the guy from, um the Rams, um Donaldson got like sixteen, seventeen 17 sacks, you know, and all they're looking at is like offense, you know. Yeah, yeah. I Start looking at defensive players that's playing well, too, you know, to throw that in there, you know. So, I think Mahoma would get it, you know, doing whatever. Um, back, if you go back to that, yeah. You know, um, so, I don't know.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, it, it, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's, it's iffy between the two. For a long time, you know, a good part of the season, I was thinking that Drew was going to make it, but, you know, I, I know he didn't play last game, but the, the weeks before, he didn't really play that great. So it's kind of like, you know, Patrick Mahomes was coming up equal to him at that point. You know, and, and you know, I, I, I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan, you know, early on in the season, watching him play, you know, but then like Drew Brees was just out, out passing him and, and just doing great. But lately. Uh, Drew's not doing so hot. So, um, but you're right. They they should look at other other position players, defense. You know, because Darnold. You know, that's who you're talking about with the Rams. You know, he's he's phenomenal out there, um, getting all those sacks in there. But you know, it's it, it's it's. You know, they they always say that you know they they look at the offense and who's the better performers in in there and who's making the biggest impact and. They're not looking at the defense. So, um, I, I I pulled up. was reading an article, you know, because Lamar Jackson. I don't know a lot about him, and I was kind of interested in what's going on. But they were talking about him and the rise of of you know more black quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and apparently, when he was young, uh, he got the a Madden game and and of course, you know his his. His quarterback was Michael Vick, and, and he tried to emulate what Michael was doing and started, you know, when he came out, he was doing the same thing. So um, when he had, uh, let's see, what was it? When when he was uh, trying out for, for the teams and stuff, um, there was a, a Chargers coach that had uh, approached him and uh asked him you know w- w- you know asked him if he wanted to go out for a receiver and and it really you know he he said like a slap in the face you know he'd never no one had ever said that to him before, so he decided right then and there that you know he had to work harder you know and he had to to learn more and and he just had to be the best that he could just to try to get that out you know that idea of, of what that coach had said to him um and, and 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 they say that you know there's a, there's a lot of, of 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 black quarterbacks that they convert to either defensive backs or receivers um and and and, and take take that position away from him um, had 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 you had you seen that happen
2: we have a lot of time I mean look at Michael Jordan he was cut from the basketball team you know uh, So, you know, people, you know, motivate themselves. They feel that these guys are not you know, coachable or, you know, can play. And You know, look, Michael Jordan turned out to be the best player in the world. So it happens, you know, you get somebody that don't know the sport, they think they do, and tell you what they think, and then the players become, you know, something great, you know, and, and they work off that, you know, the motivation, you know, and we all get motivated by different things people say in life, you know, you're not going to make it, go and get a regular job or something like that, so uh, it happens, so uh, I'm glad that he, you know, recovered from it and did what he wanted to do, become a quarterback, and he's good at it.
1: So, so a lot of teams have what they call a pro- prototype of what a quarterback should look like or be like. Is, is, there, is there still one anymore, or, or is, are, have things just
2: changed? That's how it's always
1: going to be, you know.
2: and It's not going to change, so deal with it. And like I say, you know, play the game which you love to play in that sport and, you know, work hard at it and do the best you can.
1: Wow. Okay. All right, James. Well, we got four games to watch this week. Uh, we'll be back on next week. We have uh, one of your former teammates back on. Uh, Mitch Donahue is going to be with us next week. So we'll talk some uh, playoffs and kind of – information and stuff that's going on and anyway I'm glad you had a good new year glad you're making some good resolutions and uh, we'll be back next week so take care everybody
2: Sounds good